0: Hello again, and welcome back to the Proper Spicks Football Podcast, promotions part of the show. Happy New Year. I hope everyone is out there safe and sound and you are celebrating your new year. Time to promote those that I love. And hey, nails by Imani, check my daughter out in Jonesboro, Georgia. The address is as follows, 258 South Main Street, Suite F. Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. The best, absolute best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, specifically Jonesboro, Georgia. Check out the missus. Her crafting email is forcedcraftsdesigns at gmail.com. Once again, that is s t c r a f t s. -S 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 d-e-s-i-g-n-s at gmail.com you can also check out her website and that is the online beauty boutique.com for heavenly hair shopneallife.com forward slash forest health once again that is shopneallife.com forward slash forest health check her out there as well Joey at soundcloud.com look him up check him out and finally but certainly not last me the prophet's Picks 2019 is the instagram handle the prophet's at gmail.com is my email and last but certainly not least i am on twitter as well prophet underscore Picks, and you can listen to my podcast show on every single podcast platform there is known to man and soon to come I will be on Pandora. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the show that's coming up right now. One. 5.30 p.m. Central Division Time. Here at the Providence Picks Football Podcast. Phase 1 is rolling along. 2022 season review shows are continuing right now. Decided to go ahead and do two shows today because... Free agency started already on yesterday, number one. Number two, it's going to be time for the roster review shows as the NFL draft will be at the end of April. I literally just counted every single show that I have left. One, seven, and ten season review show to do. That would be the 2022 New York Jets. That's not counting this one. This is show number 365, 366. I don't know. I've lost count. And where I'm keeping my shows stored at, they stopped counting, which doesn't help me out. So I'm guessing I'm going to have to start writing this down somewhere and... With that being said, I believe I got a good 20 shows remaining for the season review shows. So with that being said, 20 shows to go. This would be 22 on the pop charts for the season review shows of the 2022 NFL season. And coming in at 22, my Atlanta Falcons. This is your 2022 7 and 10 season review of your and my Atlanta Falcons at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. If you're on the East Coast, time did spring forward this past Sunday morning forward slash Saturday night. It is approximately 6.32 p.m. Atlantic Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Good late afternoon, early evening as my grandmom and Mississippi would always say when she walks in the door from work in the afternoons, 4.33 p.m. Mountain, 3.33, I caught it. That's the magic number. One of the magic numbers anyways. I don't believe in magic though, but 3.33 p.m. Pacific. Anchorage, Alaska, what's up? Welcome back to the Season Review Series of Shows here at the Providence Fix Football Podcast phase one of the off season and it is 12 33 p.m on a monday march 13 2023 hawaiian standard time waikiki honolulu maui pearl harbor memorial all of the hawaiian islands aloha twelve thirty-three p.m hawaiian standard time welcome back to yet another edition of the season review show series, or the season review series shows, here during the phase, or should I say, here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast during the first phase of the off season in the NFL. On the show, I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas, the Prophets Picks Studios forward slash Media Centers, here in a beautiful Houston, Texas, and it was. Kind of chilly this morning, heated up a little bit. Weather's just perfect right now. Not too hot, not too cold. And going to be talking to you all out there about the Atlanta Falcons and the season that they had last year. But before I can do that, Titans fans, please forgive me. I completely and totally got distracted in the beginning of the previous show, which was the 2022 Season review of your 7-10 and 10 Tennessee Titans. And I forgot to give you guys the winning percentage and the records and all of that stuff. So really quickly, a win percentage of .412, not just for the Tennessee Titans, but for the Atlanta Falcons as well. However, Tennessee Titans, 3-5 at home, 4-5 away from home, 3-3 three three in the division of the AFC South, 5-7 in the AFC Their offense only put up 298 points, which is part of the reason why I said they're probably going to be in the market for a new quarterback for the next few days this month or for the next few months, including April and the end of April, beginning of May with the post-NFL draft, the rookies that don't get drafted. And then the defense, pretty good. Only gave up 359 points. Now, that was the Tennessee Titans. This is the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons... At home in the Nest East Coast, the record six victories and three losses. Excuse me, on the road, that's where my Atlanta Falcons had an issue. One win, seven losses. In the division of the NFC South, two victories and four losses, the same divisional record as the New Orleans Saints. Down year for New Orleans as well, by the way. Down year for the NFC South, period. Just one of those years, man, where the NFC South resulted back to their old ways. and It was a weird year because the NFC East was the NFC least since, what, two years before the pandemic hit? And it continued to be that way until last year. NFC East returned back to its former selves as they were the beast and they had the most winning teams in any of the eight NFL divisions, which is the AFC, NFC's North, South, East, and West. The worst team was a team with a 500 record, plus they had a tie. So go figure. Question is, Will the NFC South return to its former glory, or will the NFC East continue on in their former glory as they return to their former glory? Last year, Atlanta Falcons went 6-6 in the National Football Conference, and offense balance, for the most part, only put up 365 points. And the reason why I say that is because the defense gave up more points than the offense scored. That almost always will result in a losing formula, even though the Falcons... End of the season with a two-game winning streak. They had all kinds of drama in the ATL. And when is there not drama in the NFL, in the ATL? There's always drama in the NFL, in the ATL, right? Always. Like, always, always. And there's never not drama going on with the Falcons in the ATL. I mean, it's just how it is. It's always been like that. It's going to always be like that, especially in this age of Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Suckbook, and every other social media platform that's out there, right? Discord and Twitch and all that other crap, but just drama with the Falcons in the NFL. Marcus Mariota left the team when he was benched for... Draft pick at franchise quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Um, Before Desmond Ritter was even drafted, Marcus Mariota came to Atlanta from the Las Vegas Raiders. But the drama before that was Matt Ryan had restructured his deal to stay in Atlanta, right? Deshaun Watson flirted with the Falcons. And that what ultimately caused the Falcons to send Matt Ryan packing, or should I say Matt Ryan wanted to leave, and we all know what happened, right? Hindsight being 20, hindsight, excuse me, not hindsight, but hindsight being twenty twenty, the Atlanta Falcons, as of right now, it looks like they made the right choice. They got rid of Matt Ryan right on time, and not too late or not too soon. Because it is the worst thing to let go a franchise player like Matt Ryan too soon. Perfect example of that is Tom Brady. No, I'm not comparing Matt Ryan to Tom Brady. I'm just saying the situations. Matt Ryan was traded. Tom Brady was a free agent for the first time in his career. Following year, wins the Super Bowl. The year after that, in the divisional playoff game. Pretty sure Patriots would have loved to have had Tom freaking Frack and Brady for at least the last two of the three years. We know last year, the Buccaneers, they made it back to the postseason again, but it was an underwhelming, underachieving season. They were bounced out in an embarrassing fashion in the super wild, wild, wild card round in the first round of the NFL tournament. So that was the Falcons season in a nutshell, right? You're thinking that they're going to go, to go in with Matt Ryan. Sean Watson comes calling with his lawsuits, with the sexual misconduct, with the Instagram chicks. Settlements are made. He receives an 11-game suspension. After that, the Falcons realize, okay, you know what? We've really damaged our relationship with Matt Ryan. we got to go ahead and move forward without him anyways. We might as well do it a year early. Marcus Mariota's in the seat. He's the bridge guy. Not expecting to be benched this year. He does get benched. He leaves the team. Falcons are a balanced team with them. For the most part, balanced team without them, but... Meh. A running football team. Who were the Atlanta Falcons? You can argue that they were the Tennessee Titans South. Which is kind of weird because... Nashville, Tennessee is in the South. It's literally still a part of the Confederate portion of the United States of America, which is known also as the Southeastern Conference of the United States of America. But Atlanta, literally geographically South of Nashville, Tennessee, excuse me, they were the Tennessee Titans South. Titans finished 7-10. and 10. Falcons finished 7-10. Titans really didn't have their franchise quarterback the majority of the season. When they did, they were a lot better off than when they didn't have Ryan Tannehill. Marcus Mariota, in many cases, is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is Marcus Mariota. Just a different uh, breed, ethnic background and belief and whatever you want to call it. Difference is Ryan Tannehill didn't lead the team in the middle of the year like Marcus Mariota did. However, Titans runs the football very well. Atlanta Falcons ran the football very well last year. And that is the bottom line story of the Atlanta Falcons in 2022. All right, it's time for me to smack, rub, and flip down these losses to W's or W's. However you pronounce it, you say tomato, I say tomato. If the Falcons point-wise were close enough to have had some of these losses flipped to Ws, and just like the other five teams, or should I say, just like the other four teams that finished seven and ten, the Falcons finished seven and ten. And there's only one more seven and ten 2022 season review show to go after this one. I will do that tomorrow. Hopefully, that is the New York Football Jets that play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. How many of these? Losses final score wise was close enough for the Falcons to flip the losses around and make them W's. Sorry, Falcons fans, I do it to all of the other NFL franchises, I gotta do it to you guys and myself more importantly as well. Losing to the New Orleans Saints, and that was the game that the Falcons should have won. I remember getting home from church that Sunday, I was like, Oh, the Falcons are winning. But deep down inside, just like Antone, uh, A.J. Brown said after the Super Bowl, just had that feeling that they were going to lose, right? I had that feeling that the Falcons were going to lose. Because unlike the Philadelphia Eagles, the Falcons are known for getting leads and blowing them 28-3, by the way, in the Super Bowl. Speaking of Tom Brady, and that's exactly what the Falcons did. Excuse me. They blew that game, blew the lead, and lost. And Marcus Mariota leaving in the middle of the season, he can blame himself for just that. He played horrible. He played horrible. He played horrible in that Thursday night football, lost to the Carolina Panthers 25-15, like as if he was Patrick Mahomes or somebody. That's how he was trying to play. He played like complete and total trash. What did you expect, Mr. Mariota? What did you expect? And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was after that game that they benched this behind. But let me go back to the beginning of the year. 31-27 loss to the Rams in Los Angeles, California. Inglewood, to be more specific. Defeating the Seahawks in Seattle 27-23, that kind of caught me off guard. Falcons won that game. I had picked the Seahawks to win that football game. 23-20 win against the Cleveland Browns. I had picked the Browns to win that one as well. Falcons lost to the Buccaneers 21-15 in Tampa. Beat the 49ers at home in Atlanta by two touchdowns. That caught me off guard as well. I picked the 49ers to win that football game. Falcons lost to the Bengals as I thought they would. Big time though, 35-17. Defeated the Carolina Panthers 37-34. That was that wild game in Atlanta overtime. And then lost to the Shadjahs in Atlanta. 20-17, 20-17, yet another game that they had control of and they just peed it down their pants, peed it down their leg. Lost to the Carolina Panthers 25-15, I already talked about that one. Defeated the Bears 27-24 at home in the ATL. And then the Atlanta Falcons lost to the Commanders 19-13 in our nation's capital. Lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, as I thought they would. Not the same final score, though, 1916. Lost to the New Orleans Saints, as I thought they would. Still not the same final score, though, in the Big Easy 21-18. Lost to the Baltimore Ravens, as I thought they would. Not the same final score, though, 17-9. Didn't know who would win between the Cardinals and the Falcons. I think I picked the Falcons to win that one. Either way, it was a win. For the uh Atlanta Falcons against the Cardinals in one of the many bird bowls that is played every year. By one point though, 20 to 19. And then the Falcons beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30 to 17. I thought Tom Brady and the Bucks were going to sweep the Falcons last year, but I was absolutely and totally incorrect, sir. How many of these losses, 10 of them, by the way, were close enough for me to flip to W's? Well. Let's take it all the way back to week one, a game that the Falcons should have won. Lost it by one point, 27 26. Lost to the Rams, 31 27. Falcons could have won that, especially hindsight being 20 20, how bad the Rams were last year. Lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 21 15. That's the game the Falcons should have won. Referees assisted the Buccaneers in winning that one. 20 17, lost to the Chargers. Falcons should have won that one. 25 15, lost on the road to Carolina. The way Marcus Mariota played, no. Falcons should not have won that one. Let's take that one off and keep it as a loss. 10-point loss does not matter. 19-13 loss to the Commanders. Falcons could have won that one. 19-16 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. Falcons could not have won that game. Pittsburgh is going to win that game. 21-18 loss to the New Orleans Saints. Always close games against the Saints. 17-9 loss to the Baltimore Ravens. No. I don't think the Baltimore Ravens will lose to the Atlanta Falcons. The quarterback does not matter. Five of the ten losses the Atlanta Falcons suffered. You can smack those losses. You can rub them down and flip those losses to W's. So far, Tennessee Titans is the only team that had a final record of 7-10. In which I can find six of those losses and flip those to W's. Falcons, the same as the Cleveland Browns. Speaking of the Carolina Panthers, the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints in which there were only five games in which, or should I say five of the ten losses in which you can flip to W's. Falcons fall right in that category. Tennessee Titans, only team that did not fall in that category. Nice, quick, sweet, to the point. This has been your season review of the 2022 7-10 and 10 Atlanta Falcons. Everybody stay safe out there and stay tuned to the Providence Picks Phase 1 of the offseason. Season review shows continue on tomorrow with the final 7-10 team from 2022. Your New York football jets. Everybody stay safe out there and continue to pay attention to NFL free agency. One.